Good morning. Turn me up. All right. Raven told me I need to get the microphone close to my mouth and not talk to myself. <laughs> and don't talk. Anyway. <clears throat> well, he's actually not the first one who's said that. My wife says you need to talk to me. <clears throat> I still can't understand what you're saying. What are you saying? I need to read your lips. Look at me. She says I'm, I mumble. <clears throat> But I'm finding out that, uh, oh, morning everybody, glad y'all are still here, and glad everybody's still tuning in who can tune in. Um, this morning is the last session of this time, but the time and the timing and the appointed time of the Lord continues on. I was, <clears throat> I was thinking about it uh, just in doing some setup and stuff that I'm getting to the point, and some of you may have already gotten to this point, maybe past this point, or maybe getting to this point, or don't even know what, what I'm talking about. Because if you, if you haven't experienced it, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. But I'm getting to the point <clears throat> where I've worn glasses for a while, and now I'm either seeing stuff close up or I'm seeing stuff far away. And it's... It's not both, it's, it's one or the other. And I got a one nod <laughs> and someone knows what I'm talking about. I remember uh, my mom, when, <clears throat> when, she, <laughs> when we would hand her something to read or when we would be at a restaurant, she would get that thing. And I was like, mom. And then to embarrass, not to embarrass, you know, I did it, but the party I was with, the birds, um, <laughs> We were at a restaurant. And it was like, I don't even think about it. It's like, I do what I have to do to be able to see something. So here, they hand me a menu. I've got it like, like this. And that's actually where I can read. Because oh, if, I know, I know. And I'm not that old, you know, <laughs> but it happens. <laughs> but it happens. And that, that, is of the Lord. We will always, and I circled some things, make sure I said them. We, if not, I'll forget. I'm serious. <laughs> Forgetfulness is not of the Lord. <laughs> we will always be hearing and yet death. And we will always be deaf and yet hearing. We will always be seeing and yet blind. And we will always be blind and yet seeing. We will always be knowing and yet ignorant. And we will always be ignorant and yet knowing. What I mean by that is that you can only look into one face. It's either the face of Jesus Christ or it's the face of Adam. One is done with a natural eye, one is done with a natural ear, and one is done with a natural mind, 
the mind, the, the, the senses that we were born with from childhood. For, as a child, we were born with these senses for this creation, to know this creation and everything in this creation. And yet when we are born again, now there are senses there given of God, given of God, not of the flesh, not something temporal, not something from below, not something of death, not something of darkness, but there are senses there now given of God that we may know this new creation who is Christ Jesus himself. <clears throat> because if I say, you know, and I've sung the song before, just check to see, make sure the battery's good. I'm a new creation, right? Right? What I'm actually singing I That's my concept. I'm a new creation. No. No. That that never no. No. <clears throat> In him there is no darkness. Our darkness, our ignorance does not attain unto God. Our wisdom, our knowledge, our understanding that God calls darkness and ignorance does not attain unto the eternal. It's like the Tower of Babel. Man and the ability of man cannot attain unto God and the things of God. Impossible. Maybe I'll bless you. Maybe I'll get this. Try it again this way. There's nothing special about this diagram, but uh, the Lord kind of uses it with me to kind of help me understand that I need to see Him. <laughs> Learning that is nothing. Being able to reproduce a diagram, a theology, a message, a teaching is nothing. I say this because I really believe this is a very special time that the Lord has for those who are here, handpicked of the Lord Himself. See, I, I know, I, this is just the way I see things in the Lord. It's like, he's got a recipe and he wants a particular result. And for a particular, particular result, he needs particular ingredients. You don't add beans for a recipe of cake. Beans are good, but not in cake. My wife would say otherwise, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Y'all that ate lunch with us, you better be glad that we got takeout. <laughs> she, uses, she uses everything that's available. I just want to say that. But it's good. She, she does really good. But this is to, I really believe this has been a very special time of the Lord for every single person who's here and every single person who's been viewing and hearing. 
remember uh, the first session that I spoke? There is so much of the truth who is Jesus Christ himself, the him, that we just can't bear. We, we, we can't. All, all we can bear is still our concept. But God does not come to take away our concept. No. He doesn't. He doesn't do that. God, <clears throat> God does not come, for the one who's not born again, God does not come to take away our death. No. He comes to bring life. And in bringing life to the soul, death is no longer present. That condition of death is no longer present. But think about how long it took, and for each one of us it's very different, it's different. How long it took for the Spirit of the Lord, preparing the ground of our heart, the ground of our soul, to be able to receive the eternal glorified seed. Because we do not receive a little Jesus. No, 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 no. The resurrection is the one who fills both heaven and earth. We receive the glorified seed himself. <clears throat> and so, from that moment onward, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, doesn't change what he's doing. I think he's just doing the same. We just think he's doing other stuff based upon uh, the object we have in view, which is usually ourselves. And just mentioning that, it's like, the church, and see, I've, I've heard this, and maybe, maybe this is more for those who may be tuning in, or maybe someone here, I don't know. The church always wants to have an impact on the world. We, we do. And we do have an impact on the world. Our impact on the world is an equal, equal proportion to the Lord we are knowing or not knowing. All right, <clears throat> here's my example. Where do you think, how do you think this whole word became so popular? Selfie. Think about it. I mean, that's the, that's the craze right now. I don't have my phone, but you know what I'm talking about? Right? Where do, you, where do you think that came from? That is an impact that the church is having on the world. This is my Bible. Actually, it's my Bible, my Bible library. I praise God for whatever He places in my hands. It'll serve His purpose. It's much lighter than the Bible that I used to carry too. But for the most part, we go here and as long as we're looking at that, at that and we don't see the light that's there, that's a reflection. I mean, I'm serious. I'm looking at that. This thing isn't on. There's no, there's no image here. So it's just blank. It's just black. And I'm looking at that and I see myself. Remember my eyesight? <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm like in that, I gotta get it further. My hair's all messed up, like this side's lower than this side. <clears throat> did, did you get it? You know what? 
I look kind of messed up. <laughs> now, if I'd, if I'd done things correctly and maybe got some hairspray, I would look better. If I would have taken the time and really applied myself, I could have looked better. But I didn't. I just kind of, well, I'm a flake. I, so I, I look messed up. I, my concept of seeing myself in the scriptures. And see, <clears throat> it requires a miracle of God. I'm serious, I know this. <laughs> it requires a miracle of God for our heart to turn to Jesus. We are so self-absorbed. And God knows that. He knows that. That's why the Holy Spirit continues faithful throughout the ages. Faithful to guide unto the person of the truth. No one else can do it. No one else. If there could have been anyone, any man, any woman, any person who could do it, Jesus wouldn't have had to send the Holy Spirit. No, but he says, no, no, there's much you cannot bear right now because all you can bear is yourself. All you can bear is your own image. All, all the, the, you're finding value in your own image. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will take that which is of mine and show it unto you. <clears throat> now, of course, that which is of mine is the testimony, Jesus Christ himself, where we begin to actually see light. See, I have this thing off. There's no light shining, like I said. It, you guys, did you see that? Did you guys see it? It's totally black, right? Can you see yourselves? Is it? I don't know, it's, it's far away. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's off, right? It's black. All I, can see, <clears throat> all I can see is myself when it's dark. But see, it's really hard to see my image when there's some light beaming out of that. I'm serious. I mean, try it. I mean, you who, you who have a tablet. I'm looking at my... I'm still trying... Well, actually, my image is kind of fading away. <laughs> Amen. Let there be light. Our concepts of a false image begin to fade away when we begin to see the true image found in the scriptures that direct our hearts unto the person himself who is the express image of the Father, of God. That's automatic. See, <clears throat> this is, maybe this is the way the Lord has to do it with me because maybe I just can't bear a lot of stuff. Maybe I just can't handle the truth, you know? <clears throat> and there's so much of Jesus we cannot, we cannot bear yet. We can't, but the Spirit of God is preparing the ground of our heart to, to direct our heart so that there can be what I call 
repentance. When the heart turns to the Lord. In Isaiah, these people, they all, Jesus quoted it, these people, they honor me with their lips. They do this, they do that, but their heart is far from me. So no one's repented. The heart hasn't yet turned to the Lord. And yet the Spirit of God is there so that the heart may be able to turn. And that ability is not our ability. No, you can't, you can't turn your heart to the Lord. No, <clears throat> we might as well forget that. In fact, you can't do anything. Do you know how I know? Because you're no different than me. And I can't do anything. Now, I know that the Lord has to convince me of that from time to time because somehow <laughs> I believe my concept. And man, hey, like Gideon, the Lord strengthened Gideon. Hey, I can do it too. Actually, no, no, you can't. Well, what about Moses? Well, hey, the Lord said, I will go down and deliver my people because we know what came out of the, Moses, uh, out of the mouth of Moses when he was seeing the Lord I cannot, you know, my lips, hey, I can't do that. I tried that already. I tried in my strength. I tried in my flesh. I, and I've concluded to whatever degree, I cannot. And we know Moses did a terrible degree, terrible deliverance. I mean, he only knocks out one Egyptian. Not only that, but People see it, and then he can't even bury him. I mean, he's half, half exposed. Still seeing, you know, <laughs> that, that image is still there. No, sorry, Moses, you didn't get rid of it. You can't do it. He's still there. See, look at that arm hanging out. What about this? I don't know, that's an ear. Who knows? It's not the, it's not the image God is after. And that image will either puff us up or condemn us. It's the wrong image. No. Before his face, there is liberty. In him, there is no darkness. We are, us who are born again, we are in him because he is in us. This is not our doing. Being born again, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, not of the ability of the flesh, not of the strength of the flesh, no, not even anything you could possibly think of, but of God. God did this. God did this. Yes. Doing what no man can do. <coughs> and see, after we're born again, we somehow forget that God still now has to do that we may know or come to his knowing of what he hath done. And I don't like to say it that way, what he hath done. What he hath done is placed his son in our soul. We just still have our concept, right? Selfie. We're still looking here at the wrong image. And not only that, this is our concept. I mean, I can go to the scriptures, <clears throat> and I do, and I know you do too. And we can, we can read, we can even read about Jesus. And yet still, right there, it's still our concept of Him. I can't remember if I, if I, if I mentioned this, the, the first session that I shared, but it's like, 
the theologians and everybody, and it's true, it's true, you know, context is everything. I mean, I tell the, I tell the span, <laughs> the students at Berea that I do classes with, I tell them, look, guys, context is everything. <laughs> I rely upon that. My vocabulary is like this. You know, I'm trying to cram stuff into that little bitty hole so they can understand. Context is everything. Outside of context, I'd probably get into a lot of trouble. Context is everything. Well, no, it's actually not everything when you're looking at the Scriptures. It's important. Oh, yes, I will say that. I was thinking about that because there was a time when I was thinking, well, man, context is everything. Context is everything. And then I started thinking, well, holy mackerel. So is cultural background, history. That's every, you. I mean, you have to know what's going on when Jesus shows up and says, hey, I am the light of the world. And then he goes on, stands up, if any man thirst, let him come to me. Well, see, that doesn't make much, it, it's this, so not really important to us, but to a Jew during the Feast of Tabernacles, that means something. That's culture. That's history. And so now it's like, holy mackerel, we've been doing this whole ceremony and we think it means this. And here's this guy saying, no, I'm it. That's context. And that's important. But Jesus is everything. See, I'm not a Jew. I'm a Gentile. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm a Latino. No. <laughs> no! I'm neither new Jew nor Gentile. I'm in Christ. He pulled us out of that stuff in Adam. No, that's, that's where you, Well, actually, it's over here. See, this is our concept of this right here. That's where you find the nationalities. That's where I can get perks, you know. Here, no. Neither Jew, yeah, you understood that. Neither Jew nor Gentile. No, there's only one here. There's only one here. And this very one is our life. And so, here you have the Jews of Jesus' time They've got the context of the Scriptures. Hey, there were Pharisees there who were waiting in expectation for the Messiah. They had the context. I mean, it's, it's, it's no uh, coincidence that during that time when Jesus was born, you had some wise men come and looking for the King of the Jews. That's not a coincidence. I mean, some even say, well, it's because Daniel, you know, he was in Babylon during the time, so the Babylonians, the, the men from the east, the wise men from the east, they had the scriptures of Daniel, so they know what was going on. It's no coincidence. People were in, in expectation of the Messiah. They had the context. And they sure had the cultural background. I mean, they were Jews. I mean, Paul, the Apostle Paul, while he was Saul of Tarsus, did not need a Strong's Concordance. I would probably bet that Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek were all his first language. It wasn't like me where Spanish is a secondary language. And like what I just stated, my vocabulary in Spanish is right here. You better have some context when I start speaking Spanish. <laughs> I'll say things that'll blow your mind. 
things that make you want to hang me or something. <laughs> but think about it. The Apostle Paul, before he was the Apostle Paul, he is solitarsis. He is a Pharisee, just like Nicodemus. They were, they were in expectation of the Messiah. You know, Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. There was no light there for Nicodemus. But he came, praise God. And I don't think it was by his own ability. Because had anyone else found out of the Sanhedrin, of which he was a part of, he would have been hung by his heels. Well, there goes your office and position, Nicodemus. You're just talking with this guy who says he's it. Our position. Our concept. No, there was something in the Spirit of God, even during that time, drawing Nicodemus unto the truth, where he has this conversation with the truth. And so back with Paul, Saul at the time, he did not need a Bible dictionary. He didn't need a Bible lexicon. I love those things. You know, the, the lexicons, the dictionaries, I love those. He did not need a cultural background commentary or cultural background dictionary. No, we do. We need that. We, we, we haven't attained unto the ignorant stature of Paul. Did you hear that? We have not even attained unto the ignorant stature of Paul. Well, I'll say Saul, Tarsus, because I'm still with Saul. Not yet Paul. Still with Saul. This man, once again, had the context. He was a Pharisee. The Pharisees, zealous for the law. In a time when, when they were just kind of, you know, the, the Jews of the time were just kind of really lax and letting, you know, hey, the Romans say this God over here. Yeah, well, that's all right. It's not too bad. We just kind of go there. And the Pharisees stand up and say, no, this is it. This is what God gave us. We need to uphold this. Really zealous without knowledge. <laughs> zealous for their concept. Zealous for their concept. So much so that they would die for their concept. You've got the context, you've got the cultural background. He was born a Jew. He even says it. Not only that, God blessed him. He was, <laughs> that almost sounded kind of funny, God blessed him. No, God blessed him so much that he was also a Roman citizen by birth. I'm neither. I need a dictionary. I need a lexicon. I need those things because the biblical language are to me not even a secondary language. They're like a third way out there language. The word, Jimmy, the word that you're using, it's kind of like I'm sitting here, I'm not educated like you are, and then even in the natural. The word concept. What are you what are you talking about? What what's the word concept? Come on, get thank you, thank you, Brother Arliss. Thank you, Brother Arliss. Someone out there needs to hear this. Thank you, Brother Arliss. What I mean by concept is this. 
Hold on, hold on, give you an example. I can't think of an example. Okay, 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 hold on there, hold on there. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get us a... If I look, okay, perfect example. If I look at a painting, right? I mean, I took a class called Art Appreciation when I, when I was in college. I had to learn that stuff. I didn't care for it, but I had to learn it. Right? Sorry, guys. Teach his own. I liked music at the time. <laughs> if, if, if I bring one painting in here, just, just one, place it on this chalkboard, and we all do a little bit of art appreciation, not, and that's what they say. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? And see, when we all look at that painting, it'll mean to Brother Arliss one thing. It'll mean to Brother Walt one thing. It'll mean to Brother Daniel one thing. It'll mean to... Hey, no. <laughs> Sorry, I almost threw me off. It'll mean to every single one of us probably something different. And yet, for the one who painted it, it's like, oh no, man. I was just, I was just staring at my cat when I drew that. <laughs> or better yet, we can grab one of Hannah's paintings and bring it up here, try to figure that out. And she's like, oh no. There was just a speck on the wall or something. I don't know. We will get it wrong. Yeah. And we will appreciate it wrong. That is our concept. And our concept is always of the scriptures. That's why we have all these Christian denominations. Because one says, no, we need to uphold this because this is what it's about. And another brother or sister says, no, but I see this in the scripture all the way throughout. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. The object we have in view. Once again, one or the other, you know, nearsighted, nearsighted farsighted. You can, I can't see both at the same time. Without my glasses, I can't see you. No, I, I, see, I, I see forms until I get my glasses up. And if something's really here, close, man, I, I, I mean, did you see what I did? I bowed my head. I got to get, get like this now for the close up. It's one or the other. One or the other. We are either looking into the face of Jesus and blind to a false image, blind to our concept, or we are looking at our concept and giving our back to the Lord. I mean, we're in His presence. There was one time uh, during a conference, the Lord just had me do this. I just started like this. Anybody remember that? Raven remembers it. You know what I heard? Later on I hear, man, Jimmy, that was great. I'm thinking, what? I could hear you then, what? It's like, man, is it just better when I'm not facing you guys? Yes! <laughs> no, but I, under, I knew what they were saying. But, but do you understand that? We have been brought by the Spirit of God, a merciful miracle of God Almighty, El Shaddai, into the presence of a person. And the Spirit of the Lord is present, preparing the ground of our heart, not our soul. No, we are in him because he and he is in us but the spirit of god is pre preparing the ground of our heart so we can bear to hear the voice to be able to respond to this voice just like john on the Patmos. i mean john starts it off like this 
I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Not on the calendar day. On the Lord's day. This is where it begins. If you're born again. And this is where it continues. If you're born again. The question is, where is our heart directed? Unto what image? Unto what face? Is it directed unto our concept, our appreciation of something, T-H-I-N-G in the scriptures? Or is our heart, by the work of the Holy Spirit, directed unto a person who is not a concept? Because... What you're drawing is what the Lord has revealed, unveiled in your heart. That's a concept. But even yes. we're sitting here, and are we seeing the concept that's revealed? Yes. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. This diagram is nothing. It has to serve the purpose of the Lord. It has to. Because this, you, you'll look at this and say, oh, okay, I think, let me move this tree here. They move on us. You didn't think it was living. It's not living. Someone just moves it around. Look, we look at this and say, oh, Jimmy, I, I get what you're saying. I can see it. I can understand it. And in contractor's terms, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I learned that when Blake was here. <laughs> it's like, for me to do that, it requires a miracle of God. Anyway, going on. But, but see, you look at something like that that God gave me to help me. To you, it's still a concept. And see, you can be looking at that and you're going to come up with your own concept of what that means versus what I know, what I'm drawing. And see, I know what I'm drawing has to serve the purpose of the Lord. If not, it serves no purpose at all. And that purpose is that if this is of God, if this is actually really truly of God, the Spirit of God will use it to direct direct your heart to the person of Jesus Christ. That is the end in view. That is the goal set before us. The high calling of God in the person of Christ Jesus. The call that goes out throughout every generation. Brother Arliss, that call went out in your generation. You responded by a miracle of God. And you were born again. And that call continued because the call was not unto a denomination. The call was not unto your concept or my concept or man's concept of the scriptures. The call was not unto a doctrine. The call was not unto a message or a teaching. The call was unto a person. And found, well, the person of Christ Jesus. That's the call. That's the call. And yet for our heart to turn unto the Lord, the Apostle John, I on the Isle of Patmos, no matter down here where I'm at, was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. This is what matters. In whatever place, at whatever time, in whatever situation, we who are born again are in the Spirit in the Lord's day. But then he says this, I heard a voice. Praise God that he was able to bear the voice. He says, I turned to see the voice. Praise God that the Spirit of the Lord was there giving ability to be able to respond to the voice. Because 
once we're born again, doesn't change the fact that with man it will forever be impossible. No. It was impossible then. It's impossible now. Forever. Bless you. Forever it will be impossible. Somebody hold that thought for me. And so John turns by the ability of the Spirit because it's the Spirit who guides unto all truth. And what does he see? We know the seven golden lampstands, which later we find out is the church. But see, they're lit. There's a light there. There's a testimony there. A perfect testimony of the church. That the church, well, I said that wrong. A perfect testimony that the church can bear of the one in the midst. See, that's our impact. If, well, that's a good impact on the world. That's a good impact unto one another. The best thing we can do for those we love, especially those around us, those we know, and those on the outskirts, and those in the world, is to know Jesus. That's it. And you're thinking, well, that doesn't make sense. Oh, it makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> but see, he was drawn by the Spirit of the Lord, and he saw a testimony. And then, praise God, he didn't stick with the testimony. He didn't stay there. And then, one, as like under the Son of Man in the midst of it. And then he goes on and he describes this one beautiful picture of light. I mean, all, all the terms there, eyes, flaming fire, all this stuff, feet, burning bronze. And some say, well, that's just a tabernacle. Okay, okay. But see, then he goes on to say, and when I saw him, remember our Greek word? I didn't get it up there. Auto, auto. When I saw him, when I saw the person, oh, see, I... My concept, my thought, my doctrine, my message fell at his feet as dead. And he comes and says, I am the living one. This does not live. This is not life. This is not your life. Only the Spirit of God can convince us of this. I'm not here to convince us because no one could convince me. And if they did, if I did, which I did several times, jump on board with the message, jump on board with the teaching, all I'm doing is embracing this right here and saying, I got it. We'll never got it. If we, can get, if we can get it, listen, if we can get it, it's by our ability. Remember the natural senses? This natural mind? Somebody, anybody, what shape is that? Square. Thank you. Square. Yeah, it's pretty square to me. What shape is that? Rectangle. Yeah. Yeah, pretty rectangular to me. Did you all agree? I mean, oh, come on, bro. <laughs> Basically, that's a square. Basically, that's a 
rectangle. It's a messed up square. No, I know you. I know where you came from. It's you. <laughs> no, see, why do we come to the same conclusion? Because we were taught the same thing. We were taught the same thing out of the same mind. And yet to one, well, that's not really a square. It's more like a, what do they call those things? A polygon or something? Stuff like that. Quadrilateral. Thank you. You're still in high school. Quadrilateral. That's more specific. Quadrilateral. Just ball it all up into a quadrilateral. I actually loved math when I was in high school. Um, but do you see? Uh, variations. Some would agree. Some wouldn't agree. I, you know, that, to me, that's still a square. It's messed up, but it's still a square. I drew it. <laughs> okay? And there you have denominations. Because out of this man, Adam, comes a mixed multitude. Which are all governed by the same natural mind that originates from the man, the first man, Adam. We who are born again, we have the mind of Christ because whose mind it is, is in us. He's present. What then is our heart submitted unto? Is it submitted unto the truth, who is a person? Or is it still, does it continue still submitted unto this mind? And I will say, until God himself performs a miracle in our heart, we are by default submitted unto this mind. That's just the way it is. And it takes a long time of the Holy Spirit preparing us so that we may bear the truth and finally confess, you know what? I don't know you, Lord. I mean, I told you guys the first session that I had. The Spirit of the Lord brought me to the point where I began questioning, God, I mean, have I really seen your son? I mean, have, have I really seen you? I, be I believe I have. But only you know. Because you're the only one who reveals your son. Jesus, you're the only one who takes the veil away. You're the only one who knows the truth. That requires a miracle of God. I mean, it does. It does. Maybe you're able to bear that during this time. Maybe you're not. But you'll eventually come to that. Because you probably came to a point where it's like, wow, is this, before you were born again, wow, is this actually real? Do, do I really need life? I mean, I, well, I've got life. But is what they're saying true? I don't know. I don't know. I guess only God knows. Well, yes. No man knoweth the Son, but the Father. <laughs> and no man knoweth... Actually, I said it wrong. No man knoweth the Father, but the Son. Wait. I know I'm flip-flopping them. That's, is that right? No. I'm, no man knows the Son, but the Father. And no man knows the Father, but the Son. Thank you. And he unto whom he will reveal him. There you go. What does that mean? You don't, you don't know God, except God makes himself known. I don't know God, except God makes himself known. Not my ability, not your ability, because our ability is the same. Before we were born again, zero. After we're born again, zero. Zero.
Nada. There's a passage in, I think it may be Exodus, where the Lord is speaking to Moses. Wow. And the Lord says, you know, to Moses, I revealed myself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as Almighty God, El Shaddai. But I did not reveal myself as Jehovah, Yahweh, uh, the, the, the pronunciation that I cannot pronounce. <laughs> they weren't able to bear that. And yet, yet, listen to this. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are founding fathers, the patriarchs. It was necessary for God to reveal himself as El Shaddai unto them. Because apart from that, they have not seen the foundation. Apart from that, they will be building everything upon a false foundation of sand and dirt that will not stand when the storm comes. Because they've not seen yet the rock who is the foundation. That's very important. El Shaddai. Very important. See, that's in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, where it says, the, I mean, God steps in. I'm going to go ahead and read it so I don't misquote it. <clears throat> that is Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. When, Abra when Abram... His name hadn't changed yet. See, did you see me move my glasses, people? <laughs> when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram. That basically, that basically means that the Lord took the initiative. He had to do something. And I'll give you the context in a second. The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Okay? The context is that 13 years before Abram produced, listen, Abram produced Ishmael. 13 years before. Ishmael, which is Abram's concept of the seed, the heir, the son. of what God had spoken to him, of what God had promised him. Ishmael is his concept. I thank God that he stepped in. I mean, you don't, you don't find God here saying, you know, get rid of your concept. No, no, not right here. See, his name is still Abram. It's still, if you will, is still I. My identity, my image, my selfie, and what my selfie produces. Not God's image. Not even close to it. A wild man, untamable, not governed by what governs the house. That's Ishmael. Yeah, the household of Abraham was governed. 
What governed the household of Abraham was what governs the house of God today and forever. All coming so that all who are in the house and all who come into the house may see the light of the house, which light is found in the face of a person. Now this is Abram, remember, 13 years with his concept. God didn't come to take away his concept. No, what God came and did was basically this. I am El Shaddai. I am all-powerful. I am almighty. What I have spoken, I and I alone must realize. Because that's your realization of what I've said. That's your realization of what you've heard. That's your realization. No. What I have said, I myself must make known. What I have said, I myself must reveal. What I have said, I myself must realize. Because if I don't do it, you will forever be continuing with your concept. And you know what? That's a mercy to God that He steps in there. Because we know God blessed Ishmael. He did. He did. But praise God that Abrams came by the, not his own ability, but by the ability of El Shaddai from I, my image, my thought, my ability, Abram, to Abraham, not I. Whoa, this is a completely different name I'm dealing with now. <laughs> I'm able to bear this name now. I'm able to bear the knowledge of this name. This is the name that is fruitful. This is the name that serves the purpose of the Lord in every generation. And brothers and sisters, that is not our name. Because there is one name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Christ Jesus is Lord. He is a person. It is not a title that we bow down to, though He bears that title. He's the only one who can bear the title of Messiah. He is it. He is Lord. He is the only one who can bear that title. But these titles belong to that person in the midst. Amen. And his name is Jesus. See, that's what I was saying. The name Jesus takes it away from a title. The name Jesus takes it away from a concept. A person will bring you out of your concept. Remember the whole picture with the, with the what was it? Was I think, uh, the art painting? I can, I can appreciate that art, but my appreciation of it is my concept of it. Until the artist who painted it shows up and says, well, Jimmy, uh, you know what? Actually, I just, you know, like, what's that, y'all? Somebody. A circle. What else is it? It's the beginning of a person's face. The beginning of a person's face. Man, that's a well-educated response right there of an artist. Do you see? Anybody else? That's a hula hoop. Right? It's the beginning of most... If you're trying to draw anything, you usually start with a circle, like a dog's face. Oh, wow. Dragon head. Thank you. 
If you, that's from an artist's perspective right there. If you begin with anything, you first start with a circle. A circle represents eternity. It has no beginning and no end. <laughs> I am the beginning and I'm the end of it. I'm it all. And the very one, the very one who says that, I've got to read that because, uh, oh, but actually, that's a fruit loop. Just to, just to tell you. I mean, I drew it. Oh, it's a ring, yeah. No, but, but, but see, I drew it. Yeah. That's a fruit loop. I'm the artist here. Now we know because, now we know because you are the artist. <laughs> Yes, exactly. We were all wrong. Exactly. What's in my pocket? No. <laughs> all right, real quick. Um, let me let me look at this. Let me look at this real quick. I was actually looking at this, and see, we th we think that we think the term El Shaddai, we think the term Almighty is just something that happened in one chapter, in one verse, and that's it. And then we sing about it. I'm not going to sing about it because the video will get flagged. But we sing about it. And then that, that's it. It's just a song. And then listen, in our, in our minds and in our thoughts, it's like, I got it, now I move on. No, no. Remember, El Shaddai, Almighty, is the foundation of everything. Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. You don't move off the foundation. You don't. God doesn't. God builds upon no other foundation. At the moment of new birth, the foundation is laid in your soul. The thing is, you just don't see the foundations there. It's kind of covered over with a bunch of dirt. When the sun is revealed, the foundation is revealed. When that foundation is revealed, everything from that moment onward is found in Him, upon Him, upon no other rock, upon, upon no other foundation, not the foundation of sand, of dirt, that is swept away by the storms of this world, no. But this foundation was a sure stone, a sure cornerstone, set by God Himself, so that the whole building can stand and be square. That's not a perfect square anyway. <laughs> All right, let me try to find that uh, verse. I'll find it. But anyway, like what I was saying, we, we, we think, gosh, it's because we think. <laughs> it's half the, half the battle, half the problem. Okay, this is, uh, this is the book of Revelation. And uh, uh, Brother Lumen touched it on, on it last night. Actually, not, not touched on this verse, but Raven hit on it first, first of all. I can't remember. It just it got my attention with Raven. So I was just kind of looking at, I'm still, like I said, I'm still with Abraham, the journey of Abraham, the journey of the heart, the heart coming in knowledge from our knowledge unto the knowledge of God. Remember, come unto a place I will show you. And God shows himself, but he only shows himself to Abraham in this place, not in this place. When the heart turns to the Lord, that veil's removed. And you see the Lord. I mean, you don't see your concept of the Lord. You see the Lord in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
just like the Apostle Paul. Still, okay, back, back to Saul, right? A Pharisee. He knew more than every single, the, I would say, every single theologian in the United States combined. He didn't need our Bible dictionaries. No. The original languages were his language. You know? He had context. He had culture. He just didn't have Jesus. The Spirit of God brought him to a point where he finally confessed, Who are you, Lord? I mean, listen to it. Who are you? Bringing in a person. You. Lord. Master. Superior. Supreme. Actually, you can look at these in Bible dictionaries. Supreme in authority. Recognizing one, one, the one before him is greater. But confessing by the Spirit of God, who are you? Because I sure don't know who you are. I know the scriptures, I just have no clue who you are. And what's his response? I'm the Messiah to come. I'm the Christ. He could have said that. I mean, Paul would have understood right at the time. Saul of Tarsus would have understood. You know, Hebrew, Greek, he would have understood. Or, I'm the king of Israel, the same thing as Messiah. Or, I'm the righteous one. I'm the branch. I mean, the things go on and on of the list found of the testimony of Jesus Christ in the scriptures. He could have said anything. He said, I'm Jesus. Uh-oh. Well, uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I missed it. <laughs> See, uh, uh, you must be the Messiah then. I mean, it must be real. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're obviously Lord. I've just acknowledged you that you are superior in authority. And yet your name is Jesus. So I, I just wasn't like off. I, I was really off. I wasn't even on the same page Everything I thought I knew of the scriptures, all of my contextual study, context, all of my cultural study, all of me being who I am, missed it. He fell on his face. <laughs> In the presence of a person, that comes to an end. In the presence of a person, that comes to an end. And always one remains. But what does he say? Stand upon thy feet. Arise from what is below to I who am above.
And then he goes on to say this. I love the translation of the Syriac Peshito by James Murdoch. Uh, to me, it's the perfect translation of the verse of Acts chapter uh, 26, verse 16. Because I studied out with an interlinear and all my Bible dictionaries that I had at the time. And it went word by word by word. And I would even quote this in Jimmy's own grammatical skill, language, ability. And my grammar isn't all that great. In English, it's actually worse than what you think. Um, but he says this. It's translated this way. I have appeared unto thee. See, because until I appear, you continue here, dead among the dead, for those who are not born again. And until I appear, you continue here in ignorance and darkness of your concept of me. But when I, the person, appear, that condition is removed because I, the eternal condition of the soul, appear. And everything has changed at that moment. The thing is, we just don't know the change because we don't know the person who brings the change. When he appears, our concept is removed automatically. I have appeared unto thee. Hold on, brother, so I don't forget it. I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to constitute thee a minister and a witness. And we get so excited with that, especially those who we think we're ministers. Oh, I'm going to be a minister and a witness. Ooh, there we go. A witness is someone who's seen something, right? And that's what they minister. Well, remember this? We all saw it. We've seen something. But everybody saw something different. <laughs> but that's what we minister. But Jesus didn't leave it up to our mind, our natural mind, or un up to our concept. No, I have appeared unto thee, a person, and I've constituted thee a minister and a witness of this, of the following, thy seeing me, and of thy seeing me hereafter. If you have anything to say, and if it is truly of God, it's me. As long as you are seeing me, not, not embracing your doctrine, not embracing the teaching, because that is what Saul of Tarsus was doing before. Remember, he was brought up at the feet of Gamaliel. He was a Pharisee. He learned the doctrines. He learned the teaching. He learned the message. And he was zealous for his concept of what they represented that they pulled out of the scriptures. He was just ignorant of the person of whom the scriptures testify. And the, the last verse, right here, the one, that I, the one that I was going to, this is the book of Revelation, chapter 1, this is verse 8. This is Jesus, Jesus himself speaking, the Son of Man. Um, <clears throat> verse 8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I, we, we've heard this recently. Says the Lord, who is, who was, and is to come. The eternal, basically the eternal. Then, he's, then he ends that verse with this. The Almighty. Nothing apart from Him. It will forever be not I, but Christ. At the moment of new birth, it is not I, the condition of death, present. It is Christ, 
the condition who is that condition of life unto our soul. Life is present, but life is present in a person. It is not I but Christ. From that moment onward, it is not my concept what I think about Jesus. The Spirit of God is working in our heart to cause our heart to repent again, to turn unto the Lord from our concept, but to see Him a person. And in seeing Him, we begin to bear the truth. In seeing Him, we begin to bear, listen, His image and no longer this false image. See, we've got it all wrong. We think, we think, that's half the problem, that's probably all the problem. <laughs> but we have the mind of Christ. And uh, as, as I say, there, there's so many things I was gonna share, but I, I really just like the Spirit of the Lord to just run with it. And I try to keep up because I don't know my own heart. I don't know your heart. But I know that the Spirit of the Lord searches the heart. God see and see. God sees the heart. That's what He told Samuel, a prophet of God. God's God said, "This one's going to be my prophet." And Samuel's a prophet, and none of the words that God gave him fell to the ground. He was declaring as much of the testimony in his generation that God gave him to declare. And yet the Lord says, "Okay, now I want you to go." anoint one from the house of Jesse. And there goes Samuel, the prophet. You know, like, think of it. Like, none of his words fell to the ground. Like, if the Lord put something on his heart, he said it, and boom, it's done. Because that wasn't Samuel's words, that was God's words. You know, that's, hey, it's good as gold. And so he shows up there, and so we know it. There were, there were all the sons there, and oh gosh, it's got to be this one. No, there's a, no, no, Samuel. It's still no, Samuel. Prophet Samuel, the one whom I constituted a prophet, is still your concept of mine anointed. It's still your concept of my king. It's still your concept of my Messiah, because you're looking on the outside with your natural eyes. That is how man sees. Man looketh on the outward appearance. But God, thank God, looketh upon the heart. And we who are born again, God looks upon the heart. And He knows the truth. He knows the one who is our life. He knows the one who is present. So He's not struggling trying to make something happen. No. No, the Holy Spirit is faithful, preparing the ground of our heart to bring, to guide us into all truth so that we may know the one who is present in the midst. Only God can do this. It's not my ability, not your ability, not my words, not your words. It is God and God alone. Brother Jim, I concept by the Spirit with the with the Apostle Paul has removed the eye. Yes. That's what I see. Yes. Yes. But Christ. Yes. And that happens when the person shows up. The concept is removed and we don't and we don't see at that point you don't have to reach back and what was that confession of faith again? No. To Paul it wasn't a confession of faith. To Paul, it wasn't a doctrine of his belief. No. The ten whatevers of this 
of my denomination. No, no, it wasn't any of that. It's like, it was just, no, it's, it's, it's really not I, but Christ. And that's actually the way it's been since I've been born again. That God the Father knows the truth. And he wants to bring our heart that we may know as well. The truth found in the face of a person. So please, please, and I say this, and I always try to say this, please present this to the Holy Spirit. He is our true teacher. Let him teach us that which he desires to teach us. And let him define what he wants to define in our hearts. Lord bless you guys here. The Lord bless everyone there. Sorry guys who are viewing online or listening on the internet. You're not getting any brisket. You didn't show up, but praise God, we'll have and enjoy it for you. Uh, <laughs> but um, this is the end of the conference. And please, as I stated, this is the end of this time, but the Spirit of the Lord continues on faithful. He continues on faithful throughout every generation. Throughout every generation. The Lord bless. It's time to eat. Amen.